we'll probably talk from there or there. You want me to start talking? Well, we're now standing in Colleton Raleigh Parish Church. The quiet before the storm. In about three quarters of an hour, the minister will start his service. We'll run through the service and we're going to have one hymn that was a favourite of Mrs. Board's for those in peril on the sea. After the church service, the congregation will be invited to go to the churchyard and rededicate the tombstone that has now been recut with Mr. Board's age and death. So when we rededicate the tomb of Ed Board, it's after f 16 years of him in the tomb without any knowledge of his being there. In 1991, it was a shock to find that his name didn't appear on the tombstone. And since then, and lots of letters, phone calls, inquiries, we were able to trace one of his next of kin and get permission to have the tombstone engraved. And we've put an extra inscription onto the tombstone which reads, kind parents to evacuees 1939 to 1944, which was the period that I spent in Colleton Raleigh as an evacuee. I'd been here six months with the Choates and probably sat on one of the front pews here in the church. Which one? It would be difficult to say, but I probably sat somewhere in one of these pews. When I went to the boards, when the Choates left for Canada, Mr. Board didn't attend church, but Mrs. Board went to the chapel at the other end of the village, the Methodist chapel, which we visited this morning and is now no longer used as a, a, a place of worship. This is quite an exciting day because it's the end of many, many trials and tribulations. First of all, being told that as I wasn't next of kin, I couldn't do anything about it. Then tracing the niece of Mr. and Mrs. Board and finishing up with a lot of hard work on behalf of my wife, Barbara, and the village people, of whom there are very few now that I know, we've come to this day.
Here we are on Waterloo Station. 1939. In 1939, there wouldn't be the coffee bars. We're very lucky to be sitting here drinking coffee and having croissants. Uh, the reception area was just one vast empty area with the big clock, which is still there, and lots of little um, park benches sort of angled on for people to sit on queuing for trains. There'd be a lot more noise. Um, you'd, you'd have little tank engines coming in with empty carriages. You'd have the mainline trains arriving. There'd be a lot more whistles. There'd be the smell of smoke and steam and the general hustle bustle of a, of a very busy, one probably one of the busiest stations in, in London. The... Um, the atmosphere would be that we came in on the platform that we came in on and we would be herded into this massive reception area and I can't really describe the noise because it was hundreds of kids literally hundreds of children milling around carrying their little suitcases some crying some wanting to go home and then we were told this was the train we were going to board and we were taken up the main line platform onto this train, probably 12 or 14 carriages. And um, we were told we were now going on a long journey. Can you imagine it? Some kids were screaming, some were crying, some were happy. I mean, I was happy. I was all for going and looking at the engines. and the... We were kept away from the platform edge and then when we were told to board things were fairly efficient it was fairly efficient we we didn't spend long on waterloo station we arrived we were herded we were made sure we still had our label on we had our gas mask we had our carrying case and we had our sandwiches if we hadn't already eaten them Did your parents come with you this far, Reg? No. No, my father was at work. My mother stood at the front door, or at the front gate, and as we walked past, she waved, probably shed a tear. I, I, I can't be certain of that sort of thing. Um, but for me, the, the, the journey was, was one absolutely exciting, as it is today. Today, I, I'm absolutely thrilled to think that we're redoing what I did back in 1939. There we go. Looks like platform 13. Platform 13, Exodus St. David's. Calling at Woking, Basingstoke, Andover, Salisbury, Tisbury, Gillingham, Templecombe, Sherbourne, Yeovil Junction, Crewkern, Axminster, Honiton, Fenton, Wimple, Exeter Central. Message ends.
the memories keep flooding back of journeys and time spent in travelling between Croydon and Colleton Raleigh either by train in the early days up to the mid-50s and from then on once we had our own transport by car the scenery is one of fairly flat fields at the moment we're not a, we're not a, approaching the devon scenery yet but no doubt i'll warn you of that when we when we get there and uh, as i say we keep thinking of thornton heath and walking down zermatt road The only thing you, you can see a change is the two shops at the end of the road have gone. There's a lot more parked cars. There was only one car in the road in 1939, and as far as I can remember, that was Lawrence's, the policeman. It was very convenient for Thornton Heath Station. There was a very good train service to London. I can remember f certain things from before the war. Uh, my father showed me uh, the glow in the sky when the Crystal Palace was burning down in 1938. And my father used to take me to the Science Museum up in, in London, even at an early age. Uh, I think he was interested in my education at that point. But when I came back from evac evacuation, uh, it was, you, you've made your bed, you sleep in it, and you do the education that you want. Basically, my parents couldn't afford to look after me. There's a school teacher just gone in. What, what kind of man was your father, Edge? Um, what sort of a man was my father? My father was hard-working, uh, but really unable to help his sons with their education because his sons had in improved their education by passing scholarships. I went to Selhurst Grammar when I came back from evacuation as a result of passing a scholarship down in Colleton Raleigh. My brother went to John Ruskin, which was another grammar school, and my parents were unable to help us with homework of any sort whereas I had friends in school whose parents were able to do this so it, it was a working class family and my brother and myself put our family image up if you like uh, without being snobbish about it because um, definitely th there's no question that I'm not a snob but at the same time um, I wouldn't come back and buy a house in Zermatt Road uh, because there's no garage to park the car the house is small um, we have a beautiful house now in Dublin and um, to come back to this would be a step in the wrong direction I, I just think it's unusual that you don't really have any 
great sentimental attachment to this area. No, no. I have an attachment to the area that I was brought up in it and I see it. But I, I don't shed any tears about not being here. Uh, I think... I'm I'm much more tearful about Collett and Rowley. Now you've got to remember, from the age of six and a half to eleven, I was in Collett and Rowley, and that changed my life completely. That's where the change. And when we get to Collett and Rowley, I'll be able to tell you all sorts of memories and how I would like to return. But we'll do that when we get to Collett and Rowley. Well, so much for Croydon. We must now start thinking about Colleton Raleigh, Ed Board and the Chotes. Uh, firstly, of course, I was with the Chotes for some six months, uh, living in a land of luxury, really, and uh, cricket on the, on the front lawn, horse paddock, tennis court, fishing in the River Otter. What more can one say? With the chokes and then the complete change to the boards for four years in the far in the farm tithe cottage uh, outside toilet no flushing toilet water to be collected off the road and ed board and mrs board ed a very hard working farm laborer i don't think i ever heard either of the boards swear in the four years that I was there and the years that I've known them since and of course the reason for this whole journey is to acknowledge the fact that I was an evacuee in Colleton Raleigh and that although Ed Board died in 1981 and I was at his funeral and then um, the shock in 1991 when visiting the village to find that his name wasn't on the tombstone uh, really uh, has made this journey even more important and this is why we're going. We're going now to uh, commemorate four years of life with Ed and Laura Board. Ed was, a, as I said, was hard-working. He was a farm labourer, but he expected the best of his... He had no children, but he expected the best of his evacuees. Uh, he didn't want you to tell lies. He wanted you to be tough, rough, but he also wanted you to learn the ways of life. I think the worst job I ever had in, in the boards was sorting out potatoes during the winter. We had to go through the potatoes every month and any rotten ones had to be put and dumped and the ones around the rotten one had to be dumped as well and the smell was something terrible. I can't describe the smell and it was a lousy job and towards the end of the season of potatoes we're talking sort of May, June, when we're still eating potatoes from the previous year, the flavour from them was terrible, and we were dying for the new potatoes. But that was just one little item that I can mention over the coming recordings. Well, what preparations have you made for this visit here today, Reg? 
Well, what we have done, we've we've warned the village that we're coming. We've been in touch with a with uh, Mrs. Uh, Dorothy Stammers, the village church warden, who, when I first approached this problem of the tombstone not being engraved, uh, was most helpful. But then we ran into two stumbling blocks. One, that I wasn't a relation of the boards, so I wasn't allowed to just remove the tombstone and have something, his name put on it. Secondly, we didn't know the exact date of his death, although we knew it was 1981, we didn't know the exact date. And I couldn't get the exact date because the church records had been destroyed uh, in a fire in 1990. So, through Mrs. Stammers, we found that someone was looking after the grave. Someone was cutting the grass around the grave. And Mrs. Stammers found out that it was Mr. Board's niece, a June Evans, as I knew her, now a Mrs. June Akerhurst, who lived in Exmouth. So I got in touch with June, and eventually June, with the rest of her relations, her cousins, all relatives of Laura Board, uh, agreed to have the tombstone removed, engraved with his name and his date of death, and for me to have the extra inscription put onto the tombstone, kind parents to evacuees from 1939 to 1944, um, and this is all I can do to appreciate what they did for me. The other problem would be is that we've tried to contact John Webb, the other evacuee that the boards had, uh, but so far it's, this, this has been unsuccessful. But with a bit of luck in the years to come, we will find John Webb, or Pauline Webb, his sister, who was also evacuated in the, in the village. familiar territory now we're, we're we're nearly on home ground as you might say I'm much happier here than I am in Zermatt Road isn't it funny why is that I don't know I, I you know I, I just don't know oh it's much nicer isn't it I mean look at the countryside look at the look at the beauty of it and the trees and everything I mean Zermatt Road oh. It's just in the middle of suburban Croydon. I have... I don't have good vibes about Zermatt Road. Um, you have this business of having to fight your way to school. <laughs> here I never fought... You see, when the Londoners fought the villagers here... The Londoners usually won because they were tougher. You know, not not because they were physically tougher, but they were a much more gentle people. The the village people. 
we should be coming to a crossroads soon and a pub called the halfway house will be on the left and if we turned immediately right we'd go on to Woodbury Common but I'm going another road across Woodbury Common this countryside is very like Kildare actually Raj yeah it could be hey look blue sky boy well we've hit the blue sky it's been pissing with rain all day long and now we've hit the blue sky I think we'll call at Dorothy's, uh, 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 Doris and drop the luggage and we can get a front door key then we can come in at any time This morning, we have to meet the minister who looks after Culloden Raleigh Church, uh, Reverend Terry Brighton. And it's a very important meeting because without meeting him, um, we, we, we don't even uh, know him. Uh, I've never met him. I've only corresponded with him over the last four months, but uh, he's the man that's given permission to have the tombstone engraved. He's the man that's been in touch with the board's um, nephews and nieces to get permission for the engraving of the stone. So now we're going to go over to Newton Popperford, we're going to find the vicarage, and we're going to go in and meet Mr Terry. to remember is that I've never met this man. I've only, I've only written to him. Oh, they have a dog. <laughs> Listen to the birds. Good morning. We're looking for Reverend Terry Brighton. <laughs> this is Reg Hale. How are you? You're Mrs. Brighton. Mrs. Brighton. Reverend Terry. Hello. How are you? You've been out for your constitutional. I've been out for my <laughs> morning prayers. Well, thank you for all the correspondence and thank you for being so helpful over the last four months. You've been brilliant. Good. So now it's, it's come to fruition, really, the whole thing. Um, the don't, tombstone don't is... Because we're letting all the hints out. Okay. <laughs> In we go. Go on. Go on, they'll fall over. Which you. room do you want us to go to? Thanks very much. Oh. In nineteen eighty one, Ed Board passed away. He was buried in Colleton Raleigh churchyard, and in nineteen ninety one, bringing the coming forward ten years straight away. Uh, we visited the churchyard with friends of ours from Bristol because we were talking about evacuation. They lived originally in Dorchester and had the effects of evacuees going to the village, whereas I was an evacuee going to a village. And I was terribly shocked. It, it was, it was a, a bad day for me to see the tombstone and no name on the tombstone. Now, this is ten years after he'd been buried. And I vowed at that time that I'd try and do something about it. Now, the great difficulty was 
there were changes in ministers. At the time, Colleton Raleigh Church wasn't being used. It was pretty well defunct. And um, when I got in touch with the minister before Reverend Terry, uh, in Otterton, he was, he was resident in Otterton, um, the unfortunate thing was I was told, really, I couldn't do anything about it because I wasn't a direct relative. I was only a foster child, and the church wouldn't accept my say-so. And the first thing I had to do was to trace relatives of the boards. Now, I was very fortunate because I, I've got a good memory and I remembered the names of these nephews and nieces, of which they had seven. One passed away about ten years ago, but there were still six living nephews and nieces of Mrs. Board in the line of the boards. On the side of Ed Board, I knew there were two brothers, but I didn't know anything else about the family, and as far as I know, they had no children. And all these older people had now passed on. So we were very fortunate because someone was cutting the grass on Ed Board and Mrs Board's grave and the rest of the cemetery was in a, in a mess and that person was June Akerhurst, Nee Evans, June Evans, uh, the daughter of Mrs Board's sister and it was through Mrs Akerhurst that we were able to contact Reverend Terry and I wrote to June June said yes, she wanted to do something about the tombstone as well. So we finish up now with the tombstone engraved. Tell me about your correspondence with Reverend Terry. What, what kind of questions did you have? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Reverend, go on. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a file on me. <laughs> Not quiet. Not quiet. If I can, uh, if I can get out the relevant bit of relevant document if I can find it somewhere in here should be that's Langley that's Mingo that's right that's Mingo there we are that's a relevant document what kind of questions were there here we go <laughs> here we go look recognise the paper <laughs> I think that will do <laughs> just been getting out of my files some of the correspondence I've had from Reg. There are sides and sides of full scap paper with questions and how we could possibly go about things. But the most important document of them all is this with an instruction from officially Mr and Mrs Akerhurst with their signature on works relating to the grave of Edward Thomas Board which I had to sign for the authorisation of the minister. Which This was the end of the process. Which Once I got that, then things can go straight through, you see, and I can sign it with my permission. There was a small fee enclosed with it from the stonemason's Langmead. They were all fairly straightforward in actual fact. Have you ever come across a situation like this before? 
not exactly like this. I have had correspondence over gravestones before where the family or some distant relative in the family wanted to do something. It's just a matter of actually working things through and, and finding out who's the next of kin, as it were. Mm. Once you find that, then it is fairly straightforward. No, you're okay, don't worry. Um, we're on the site of the old cottage where I was evacuated with the boards for the four years, um, June 1940 to July 1944. Um, the cottage is, is, was derelict, has been pulled down, modern, cottage, uh, modern bungalows have been built, but the owners of this bungalow are going to allow us to go to the bottom of their garden, to the stream. So we're now going down, which would have been the boards, it would be the garden, the boards no, garden. No, but no, to, the, to the left of uh, this. You, see, you can see why you can't get down yeah. there. There's another bungalow there. Yeah, and this, we're now actually in the orchard, but the boards had a vegetable garden that stretched to the right behind the orchard. So, uh, it, well, this is Jim Leaf. <laughs> Pleased to meet you. Pleased to meet you. I'm sorry. I, I, I lived with the boards for four years, from 1940 to 1944, and their cottage was on that site there. And that stream, I used to play in, and I blocked it. And one day we had a pond that stretched from where you've got a seat there right the way back to the farm and the farmer went mad about it and but the ducks were the ducks were thrilled but we had this we had this whole field flooded because we built a dam so i guess so this is this is the way to the stream you've got a very fine modern garden this was all vegetables um down to vegetables in, in, in the war years. Everybody grew yeah. vegetables. There are very few flowers grown during, during the war years. The Bickleys, who lived next door to the boards, uh, were the only people that I know who grew flowers. And he had a flower garden. But the interesting thing about Mr Bickley was that he used to take me to the cliffs at um, Ladrum Bay. Mm -hmm. He'd lower himself over the cliff and get seagulls' eggs oh, yeah. and pass them back to me and then we'd bring them home and eat them. They, they were terrible, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> but you had to do these things, you see. Now you can hear the stream running. Now, you see, if I owned this property, I'd have built a dam across there and I'd have a lake. church is probably locked but we'll go round and just have a look at the stone
actually the the churchyard and the and the graveyard is in a much better condition um, than it was when I was here in 1991, the last time I came here. Uh, these little hummocks, by the way, are molehills. There are moles in the churchyard. And the boards are buried round in what they call the new section of the churchyard. Yeah, it's all very well cut. Here it is, I can see it. Violet Evans and William Evans. Uh, Violet Evans is Mrs. Board's sister, buried next to Mr. and Mrs. Board. And on the other side, if we can read the inscription, is a Lethbridge. Now Lethbridge is Mrs. Board's maiden name. So that would be a relation of Mrs. Board. And here we have the new tomb. Now that is, in all the years that I've known the Boards, that is the nicest sight I've seen this weekend. His name is on the tombstone and we have an inscription, Kind Parents to Evacuees, 1939-1944. And a new vase of flowers has been put in place. Someone's obviously been here and put some flowers onto the, the family. Oh, that's very good. Very pleased to see that. That, that is, that's what it's been all about. <laughs> I mean, you can imagine in 1991 that it just finished at rest and I couldn't understand it because I knew Ed Board was buried here in 1981. So, five years, six years, 1996, six years of trials and tribulations and letters and we've achieved what we set out to do. And it's a reminder to the village that the village did do things in the war, you know, I doubt whether there's another tombstone in this in this churchyard, which has some sort of recognition of evacuees. In fact, the, the stonemason asked me how to spell evacuee. <laughs> that brings back lots and lots and lots of happy memories. I know they're in the ground now, and I'm not sad. I mean, I'm not sad from the point of view that they passed on, obviously. Um, he was 78, she was 61, and they'd had 
fairly good innings. I mean, he'd certainly had an extremely active physical life. We'll have a, a rededication of this tombstone tomorrow. And uh, then I can leave the village in, in peace, I think. Thank you. a big, big drum to beat. If you would like to move a little closer, it is windy. My voice starts to creak by Sunday evening. <laughs> this part of the service is just very simple, just two prayers. But we remember with love the boards and a prayer of dedication for this stone. Lord God, our Father, in your name we dedicate and bless this stone. May it be to us and all who see it a reminder of Laura and Edward Board, loved by so many, for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. So go forth into the world in peace. Be of good cheer. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no man evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honour all people. Love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. May they both rest in peace and rise in glory at the last day. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Cup of tea? Yes, definitely. <laughs> Cup tea, of tea is Tea and the sandwiches. You want me a rich Terry, you're happy about the word... You want a photograph here, do you? It's Vader who wants the photograph. <laughs> <laughs> Take one of those. That's, that's it. You want me in it? Right, yes. Yeah, come on. Come on, Terry. Come on, then. Come on. Hey, come on. Put the rose between the thorns. Oh, oh right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always aware of the width of the photograph. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute, let me take another one. Okay. I haven't used this camera for I don't know how long. And Joyce Bickley's flashing away there. <laughs> well, I think I've come to the end she of She was a neighbour.
Yes, she was telling me. Yes, I've come to the end of my film. Right. Let someone else take one. They can pass the photograph back to you if Okay. Thank you. Someone else No, I can't be taking photographs. Thank you very much. Good. Thank you. Tea and coffee now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.